Welcome to Muskegon History and Beyond. My name is Pat Horn, and today we are going to look back at a small community that linked together Grand Rapids and Muskegon, and that had a tumultuous history with its fair share of disasters. Today, we look at the first 60 years of Ravana. Ravana was born in part because of Martin Ryerson, an early fur trader and later lumber baron. In 1836, Ryerson took up the job of making a road from Muskegon to Grand Rapids. Prior to this, this journey was a trek through rough-hewn trails or wilderness, or usually by taking a boat up the Grand River. This road, built by Ryerson, connected the communities, however, depending on speed, it could still be a day trip by horse. This meant that those not leaving first thing in the morning would need a resting area. Another year later, when an E.B. Bostwick was surveying for the road, thought he had discovered a great location for a midway rest area by a place known as Crockery Creek. He founded a settlement there and called it Ravana after his hometown in Ohio. That year, the first sawmill was built by Jacob Turner, who dammed the creek to make a mill pond. This early sawmill provided the wood needed by other settlers to build up the town. One of the first structures made was a hotel, showing that it was a town that many stayed or visited. I'd like to pause here for a second to talk about the actual distance between Ravana and Muskegon and Grand Rapids. While it's hard to track the actual road, a rough estimate can be done. By foot, the path from Grand Rapids to Ravana was about 23 miles. From Ravana to Muskegon, it's another 17 miles. So it wasn't quite the halfway point, but the creek provided water, and it made a great spot as it was very close to the midway. At the time, walking or taking a horse and carriage, or riding the horse, were the main options for transportation. A trotting horse could travel around 9 miles per hour, making the time to travel from Grand Rapids to Ravana about two and a half hours if the road conditions were good. The 17-mile journey from there to Muskegon was another two hours. That gives us a total of four and a half hours trotting on a horse from Grand Rapids to Muskegon. So making a round trip was usually out of the question, and a more moderate walking pace on a horse or carriage would take you even longer than the four and a half hours. So you can see why having a settlement midway in the journey would make it a popular destination. By the end of 1847, five families lived in Ravana. The next year, another 15 to 20 residents joined the community. By 1850, the settlement had a large enough population that they had a schoolhouse, which occupied the original sawmills location, which was replaced by several other mills along Crockery Creek. Besides being a midway point, Ravana also developed farmland. The early mills in the settlement cut down the nearby trees, some of which were useful pine, but also a variety of hardwoods. Those trees, once cut, provided space for farms to grow. The soil around Ravana was great for farming, and the early years saw several families of farmers, including brothers Will, John, and Floyd Link. Crops grown included wheat, oats, hay, corn, potatoes, and beans. Animals were also hunted nearby, and several farms raised animals such as sheep and cows. The first general store to sell some of these products was built in 1858. By 1865, Ravana was officially a village and was quite bustling. The 1870 federal census showed that it had a population of around 1,000, and a 1873 report lists the village as containing two general stores, a planing mill, which is used for finishing lumber, a grist mill to grind flour, a shingle mill, and a sawmill just to complete all the types of different mills. The village also had two shoe stores, a drug store, and a brewery. You can see with all these businesses, farms, and hotel that Ravana was a pretty self-sustained community and had done well being a midway point between Muskegon and Grand Rapids. 
1884, Edward Bartholomew founded a hardware store which would continue in the town well into the future. Ravenna saw challenges in the following years, though, and Crockery Creek would occasionally cause issues with flooding. The turn of the century would bring troubled times, though. On April 5, 1900, fire began in one of the saloons in town and spread rapidly. The town at that time was in a T-shape crossing Crockery Creek. Although it was a good-sized village, it had no fire department, and when the church alarm bells rang, citizens grabbed their buckets forming a line from the creek to the flames and passed the water in the buckets up and down the line in a bucket brigade. Those whose homes or businesses were near the flames grabbed what they could and put them on the road, creek, and on the bridge over the creek in hopes of those possessions surviving the flames. The flames were put under control, but not before a large section of downtown suffered damage, including the meat market, the drugstore run by Aaron Rodgers, the Ravana House Hotel and Barn, the General Store, the Hardware Store, the Pool Hall, the Undertaker, and the Post Office, which was in the local doctor's practice run by Dr. Henry Hall. While much was destroyed, only one resident died in the fire. Marion Higgins, landlord of the Ravana House Hotel, died from wounds he suffered when the flames breached a soda fountain cylinder located at the Rogers Drug Store. With the pressure released, the cylinder then shot 100 feet across the street, hitting Higgins in the chest and sending him flying, breaking his arm and leg. The local doctor, Henry Hall, did what he could and a doctor was sent from Muskegon to assist, but Higgins would die from his injuries. Two years later, in May of 1902, Ravana experienced another large fire which destroyed over 15 buildings, most of which were downtown businesses. A roller mill in town was equipped at the time with a fire hose and plumbing with pressurized water, however, they had no hose that reached outside the perimeter of their building, which was put to good use from keeping the mill from burning. The insurance cost for this fire was $17,000 in total, and the city that emerged from it was much different than the Ravana of before. The wooden town, which had seen two devastating fires in just a few years, would end up rebuilding, this time with cement and harder materials. This removed a lot of the charm of the town, as the paper mentions at the time, however it did lead to lower fire insurance rates. At the time, they also looked to expand the water pipes from the roller mill to the rest of town, but the $1,200 cost scared off the citizens from implementing the pipes. Water, though, would become a problem in 1905 when Crockery Creek's level rose dramatically. The water overflowed the banks and pushed hard against the bridge that crossed the creek and into part of downtown, which thankfully was on a slight hill. The water damaged Bill Heaton's saloon, the gristmill owned by Ben Hoffelmeyer, which was around the river's edge, and Squire Granis's blacksmith shop. Ravana would cover from this as well, However, it would become harder and harder as newly constructed train lines charted a more direct route from Grand Rapids to Muskegon, going through Coopersville further south. No longer on the main route between the two cities, the town would lose a lot of its main traffic and become more centered around farmland. Thank you for joining us on Muskegon History and Beyond as we took a small peek at the history of Ravana. Hopefully you found this interesting and you'll join us for our next episode. 